0: of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Yo, yo, yo. Hey guys, welcome back to another awesome edition of the Best Practices Show podcast. My name is Kirk Barron and our job is to bring great information to help you create a better practice and a better life. Have you ever thought to yourself, what do I do? When a rock star quits, it's going to happen to you. It happened to me. It's not fun. Today, we walk you through the four step process when you lose a great team member what to do, how to do it, and how to think with Heather Crockett. She's an amazing coach here. So listen up. I know you guys will enjoy it, and we'll see you soon. Welcome back to the Best Practice Show podcast. My job here, as always, is to bring you great thinking from some of the most incredible minds in dentistry uh, to help you improve your practice and your life. And today we're going to go there. I know you're thinking, where, where are we going to go? I have an amazing coach on today. Her name is Heather Crockett. And we're going to be talking about the four things you can do when a rock star quits. Do you freak out when a rock star quits? It will happen to you at some point in your career. Sometimes it might be your fault. Sometimes it might not be your fault. And when it happens, we're going to walk you through the treatment plan, the four steps. Heather, thanks for being on.
1: Thanks so much for having me back, Kirk. I love coming to chat with you.
0: Yeah, I love it too. And you and I, we talk to dentists all the time. So here's what we do. We are a practice coaching company. We coach some of the top practices anywhere in the world. This is all we do all day long. And what makes this show so much fun without naming names is we're going to bring real stuff to you that really happens in some of the best practices anywhere. So I had a conversation today. You had a conversation today and they're kind of similar and we're Mm -hmm. like, let's go there. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about the why Heather, it's going to happen. There are going to be a time where you're going to lose a great person, you know, is that true or not true? Kind oh, of for
1: sure. Y- yes, it's true. It's going to happen. There are team members that come to the practice that are the right people. They, you know, they fit your core values. They get results. They do all of the things that mean a lot to you and to the other team members in the practice. Sometimes those people leave, they move on. Um, the reasons can range. Um, oftentimes, it's because you did something to encourage them to become a better person or to pursue something amazing. Uh, and that's okay too. Right. We talk about how amazing leaders grow other amazing leaders. And sometimes they hit a point where they need to move on and go somewhere else. Um, so let's talk about when they do leave.
0: Okay. So, I actually had this happen. I love just going there because I don't care anymore. I'm 53 (laughs) years old. So, and you're exactly right. Off of the heels of the pandemic, Act Dental lost three of its top people in a row. And I was floored. And they were amazing people, still are great contributors to our environment. Two of them just said, It's just time to chart a new course. I'm going to start my own business. And they did. And I'd love to sit here and say, yeah, I love giving people wings. I love it when they quit and start their own business and I high five them. In my soul, I say, I'm so happy for you. But in my gut, I'm like, no. Why not today? (laughs) One of uh, the third one said, this has just been like unbelievably stressful. I can appreciate where you're going and I just want like a a regular predictable job. And I was so happy for them to do that. And in the middle of it, he almost had another panic attack. So I had a panic attack during the pandemic. I probably almost had a heart attack during this one. It's going to happen. And you think like the world is going to come to the end. And it doesn't. So Heather, I I might play the guinea pig here and like, you're going to walk me through the, the emergency (laughs) steps or what happens because you you just had this happen today. So I call you as a client. Oh no. What are you going to coach me through? What's step number one?
1: Well, Kirk, with what you just said too, with what you experienced, you needed step number one right away. Deep breaths. It's going to be okay. Yeah. it doesn't always feel like it. Um, but, but what I'm reminded of are your circles that you refer to with what I can control and what I cannot control. Right. If you focus on what you cannot control, you're going to drive yourself absolutely crazy mad. Yeah. If you focus on the things that you can control, you're going to be okay. Right. We cannot control if a team member chooses to leave. Right. (laughs) Like let's not hold them hostage in the practice or in the company. Like, no, like It's going to be okay. People are going to come and go. This is a reality of running a business, running a practice.
0: Right. Now let's give some clarity to the circles because um, just to bring everybody in. So during during the COVID days in the conference, we brought many people in that were experts on mental health. I am not one of them. One of the models that the World Health Organization showed us, and it was powerful, still use it today was two circles in the middle circle. You write what I can control outside of that circle is another circle. It's what I can't control. And what they taught us and everybody that was listening was, where is your focus? When your focus is on the middle circle, it's a healthier day, mentally, emotionally, physically, when it's all over the circle, it's not so much. It's the serenity prayer in a model, you know, well, please God help me with what I can control and what I can't and the wisdom to know the difference. I think the third sentence is the most important because I used to think everything was controllable, but you're exactly right. You know, and uh, the deep breath, number one, I didn't believe what was happening when I lost those key team members. And it was like In a row. I can't say in a row enough. I was like, no, this is not happening. I'm in a bad dream. And so you have to take that in and reality kind of sets in. But you're exactly right. I can't control those. But what I can control is how I respond, what we do next, and just take a deep breath. What else happens in that first step when I take a deep breath, Heather?
1: You just have to not do anything stupid. Don't make any rash decisions in the moment. Just take those deep breaths know that you're going to be okay um and and realize that these things are going to happen right. so just you just have to accept it and say okay like yes it's it's not ideal and we've had this happen before so it's okay and with these steps you're you're going to have a good plan of what to do next
0: totally agree and so good bad and different a lot of times You know, if you have any kids that play athletic high school sports, there's a 24-hour rule. It's, you know, you're not allowed to say anything or do anything for 24 hours because it's an emotional stimulus. Now, this works in good situations and bad situations. Bad things happen. Good things happen. It's usually good to give you a little space between stimulus and response. 48 hours for me typically works really well when something bad happens. The first 24 hours, not really good on me. I overthink things. I lose sleep. But by about 48 hours afterward, you can start to think, you know, to your point, like I'm not going to do anything stupid. I'm just okay. I'm going to think better by day two. Usually it lends itself to a little bit more sleep than day one. So you're exactly right. Just got to take a deep breath. Don't do anything crazy. Anything else you would add to step number one before we go on to number two?
1: I would, I would just say, you know, give space to your emotions. It's valid to feel all the things. Yeah. It's okay to be upset. It's okay to be relieved. If it's not a great team member, it's okay to be um, disappointed, right. That they left your practice as well. So I would say it's okay. Like it's okay to feel all the, all of the emotions.
0: Yeah. I would also say just one side note. When you have a foundation of core values, systems, good things, the more the foundation, the less the tree waves at the top. You know what I mean? You're like, "Okay, we've got we've got a pretty good business here. We've got good values. We've got a good rest of the team. The less that exists, the more the trees waving all over the place and you're thinking I should just sell. Get out of here. This I don't know if I should do this anymore." So, um you're exactly right. What's step number 2?
1: Okay, so step number 2 is to take a step back and do a current assessment. Right? Let's if if there's the potential for an exit interview, do an exit interview with the team member. Yeah. See, you know, what what worked and what didn't work for them. Um really get down to what the what their main issues were. Was there anything that they held back and they didn't share with you? Um and then look at um You know, look at the things that you could have changed about the relationship, if anything.
0: Yeah. So I love that. The take a current assessment. I do love the exit interview when you can get it. You're not always going to be able to get it. And then if you do get it, the second question is, did I really get some authentic feedback? Mm -hmm. And so I did that with those team members, I'm like, okay, you got to help me. Like, this is, this really hurts. Can you give me some coaching or some, like, and I always preface things good, bad, or indifferent with, you can't hurt my feelings. I've been saying that for a long time. Cause I, I, you know, it doesn't always lend itself to everybody telling you the truth all the time, but what it does do is it opens it up for more of that. And so when you do an exit interview, you can start to assess, wow, I probably, should learn from this experience you guys exactly. have heard you guys have heard me say this in the podcast in the past people don't leave practices they leave people and so there are some things you can control and you can't control but when it when i can diagnose like wow they left me you know my next question is how do i not do this again and so this this is a part that probably hurts the most the current assessment mm-hmm. And you hit the
1: nail on the head there, Kirk, with they left me. So what can I what can I now learn from this? Right. Moving forward from this experience, what can I take from this in order to improve myself and become a better leader?
0: Yeah. So because remember, you're the business owner if you're the dentist listening. And No one could make as many mistakes as you and stay as employed as long as you have. And if you've turned over your team three or four times in the last couple of years, what's the constant here? It's you, you know, so we're not here to beat you up. But what we are here to do is like every change process starts with telling the truth, getting some feedback. That's why it's essential to have a coach. Because again, now let me just go to the other side. You don't have a coach and you lose one or two good team members. You start making up your own story if you don't have that feedback. And oftentimes the story that you make up is not a good one. But if you have somebody from the outside looking in saying, okay, let me tell you what happened there. You can be receptive. You're not always taking the information and liking it. You know, (laughs) some of my favorite people in the industry always start this, start with telling me something like this. You don't have to like what I'm going to tell you, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, here it comes. So my point is this: is that you know, a current assessment. What did I do? How did I influence this, if any, before I move to step number three?
1: What's yes, step- this? Is this is your humility check, right? This is right. your okay. What what can I do? Look look inward for a minute, so that you can have a better outward mindset.
0: Yeah, and sometimes humble pie does not taste that great. <laughs> so what's step number three?
1: Okay. So step number three, let's talk about the people that you still have. Right. So let's, let's assess those people. Are they fitting our core values and do they get results? Right. And, and what can we do now that we've gone through step one and two without making those rash decisions? Is there someone within the practice that can now help to fill this current void?
0: Totally. So two and three kind of go together. Well, actually one, two, and three go. So you're not making any rash decisions and hiring a brand new person. There are times you just got to take inventory. And again, I'll go back to the foundation. You got good people, good core values. You've got a foundation that'll make the practice work. It might be a little tight for a little bit, but you'll see a couple of things will happen. My favorite thing that happened, even when this happened to me, I had someone raise their hand and say, I want that job. And I thought to myself, but you're in another department. And they said, I think I can do this job. And they shined in it. There's hidden opportunities that you don't see yet. And people, when they want to be a part of it, remember you're now recruiting internally. Somebody knows that role. They think they can take the role. They want the role. That's a good move for you. There is also the purging of over-functioning type of things. So this is another instance. You might have somebody that's an office manager. They do a lot. You've told yourself, they do so much here. And now one day they're not there. And you're like, okay, who's going to do all this work? And you think to yourself, okay, well, we got it all done, you know, in a day or two. So you don't have to run out and hire a very You know, it's always good to have somebody in that role if your practice is big enough, but you don't have to make the rash decision to hire somebody and fill that void of that salary right away. There are times you can say, okay, listen, there are some things we can outsource. In any change or any system, I think this is a good process to go through. Like, what can we systematize? What can we automate? What can we outsource? Is there any of these things that we can outsource that might fill this void for now? So, and it's just amazing. Like when you have people that want to be there, that might create a great opportunity for better gelling at your team meetings too. Right.
1: Yes. And this is a great opportunity to go back to the drawing board with your function accountability chart. So right. let's look and see in the organization who does what, what are their roles, what are their titles? And and perhaps we do have, or we did have too many people and there may be an individual that is ready to rise to the occasion and fill that void.
0: Yeah. What Gino Wickman says in the book, Traction, is absolutely true. 80% of your challenges exist in your function accountability chart, which is the chart that clearly describes discuss- right people in right seats. It's no different than the Bucks or the Brewers or tough to mention the Packers this year, but you know, any sports team that you follow, everybody's got it. And your practice is included. You got to get the right people in the right seats. So this is a perfect time to lay out your function accountability chart. say who does what. And the more you put the right people in the right seats, the better your life gets. So be, you know, this is one of those times it's often good to be slow, you know, just be still and take a look at who do we have and you know, how do these roles change and who might be able to step into some of these roles before we run out and hire somebody. At Act Dental, we've experienced that firsthand. You know, we've got some very valuable positions and leadership here is like, let's not run out and just hire somebody to do all this. You know, it's amazing how many people step up and how we can better define the role before we fill it. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So anything else you, you would add to that one?
1: No, you hit that one on the nail, Kurt. Great work.
0: All right. And then you and I are going to have some healthy debate. I number, number four, what's step number four?
1: Well, I said, launch plan B and I loved I loved your reaction to that Kurt before we hit go.
0: Okay. So listen, I'll clarify. So her thing was, you got to have plan B and I told Heather, no plan B is for wimps, you know? So I, I tell my kids, this, please hear me. I'm not trying to be right. I never think plan B. Maybe that's one of my problems. I think there's only plan A. You don't come up with a plan B. But what we're really talking about is when plan A doesn't work, you know, what's the new plan A? That works better for me because or contingency plan. Okay, we're working with this. This, what I'm working on isn't working anymore. Now it's time to to go to new plan A. Mm
1: -hmm. Is that a better
0: way to 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 agree? Yes,
1: I'm on board with contingency plan. Okay. I, I think that this, this step has to include, you have to be honest and address this with the team. Right. So if like the big elephant in the room, you have to address it. And the sooner you address it with the team, the better. After your 24 hours or, or 48 hours of having all the emotions and being able to think about it and process what's happening, then you're going to address it head on with the team and say, okay, what's our contingency plan? This is when the team's probably going to come out of the woodwork the right people, if you have the right people in your practice, they're going to start stepping up. Well, I can do this. I can scan documents. I can make confirmation calls. I can do da, da, da. And you're going to be pleasantly surprised with those people in your practice that are going to step up to the plate and help out.
0: Yeah. And so plan B might, it might be just more than a people plan. It might be a business plan. You know, there were some, there were some offices that we coached that when COVID happened, they just said, listen, I, uh, I'm gonna go the no insurance route. And so they pulled the trigger on the last few insurances and never looked back when they, or if they lost some key people. Another one might be like, I'm trying to build this bigger practice. I've lost two amazing associates. I'm not going down that route anymore because what I've taught myself is I'm not good at keeping associates. So they rethought their business plan, kept it simple, and became more profitable that way. That's not for everybody. But what you can do in a new plan or a contingency plan is, to, okay, rethink your future here. The coolest thing about this whole business, dentistry is an amazing business. You're not stuck to somebody else's rules. So when bad things happen, it's good to, number one, take a breath. Number two, just take a current assessment of the situation. That's why I think it's critical to have a coach or an advisor Somebody that can help you think through the numbers, the emotion, maybe what happened. Number three, take a look at the people that you have and say, okay, what do I do here? And how do I better strengthen this group? Then number four, does this all make sense with how we're going to move forward in the next couple months? I think the end of the day, Heather, it's good to know that you're always going to be okay. If you do dentistry long enough, you're going to lose key people and think it's, dying. This is not going to work. And it's fun because this is such a great industry, great profession that you always land on your feet. And it might look a little different, but never, very rarely does anyone ever go backwards, if ever. Make sense?
1: A hundred percent. I have to tell a quick story. I ran into a dentist that I worked for for almost 10 years, long ago. Um, great, amazing man, like a second dad to me. I learned so much from him. Um, I ran into him at the Utah dental association convention here in Salt Lake a couple of months ago. And he was speaking with a young woman I'd never met before. So I went up, said, hello. He introduced me as she's his former assistant. She's in dental school. So as his dental assistant, did she leave the practice? Was she an amazing assistant? She's now in dental school and wants to buy his practice. So it's yeah. it's not this, it's not always horrible, right? When a team member leaves, it, it's an opportunity, right? And And like Miranda says on our team, like let's look at these as an opportunity. If there's a problem in our path, how can we put this positive spin on it? Sure, it might feel uncomfortable and feel awful for for a little bit but we always need to be looking at the positive and the optimistic okay what can i learn from this where can we go um and what good can come from this
0: yeah i'm so glad you put that into the podcast because that is absolutely true when you start putting your brain in the right place on the other side of the fence good things happen reminds Mm -hmm. me of a story dr jennifer Rowe. i'll just call her out she's in texas if you're listening jennifer you're a hero in the ACT community. She's like, yeah, I got two, I got two team members that are wanting to go to dental school and they're amazing. And she's so excited for them. Now they're not leaving just yet, but it's interesting to watch somebody who believes that, that way, you know, and how it impacts the way she looks. She's like, we're going to be great. And you know, what's even more cool. They're going to go on to bigger and better things. And I'm like, you're one of a kind. So there's a lot to be learned in this. So I don't know, Heather, any last thoughts before we say goodbye to everybody else?
1: I would say prepare yourself mentally because this is going to happen (laughs) and just follow the steps, right? Just take a deep breath, come back and revisit this podcast, follow the steps and you will be just fine. And if you really feel like you're anxious about it, give us a call. We would love to help you through it.
0: Another great job today. Thank you so much for being on. You are amazing. So Thank
1: you, Kirk. I always love coming on and chatting with you.
0: Oh, uh, it's just you're you're just the best. <laughs> so let me say goodbye to everybody else, but thank you guys for listening to the Best Practices show. If you enjoyed today, which I know you did, just do us a favor, hit the share button, share this with your friends. Keep sending us suggestions things that you guys want to see. I get challenges. People text me all the time. Can you do one on this? I'm like, yes, totally. So we are here. We got your back. Our job is to help you create a better practice and a better life. So keep showing up and we'll keep bringing it. So until you guys hear from us next time, or we see you next time, keep watching or keep listening to the best practices show. You guys enjoy your day.